Welcome to Emmanuel Christian Church, the house of Judah, the house at the gate. Please join us as we'll be listening to Apostle Vincent Luan, the head pastor of the Emmanuel Christian Churches. Can we just pray together? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Even this morning, the Resurrection Sunday, that today we are experiencing the supernatural power of God. Even, Lord, as we move into the new avenues of our life, as we come further to make sense of what Jesus has accomplished for us, Lord. Even in the days past, almost 2,000 years ago, Lord, when Christ rose from the dead, Lord, it changed the whole face of the universe. And, Lord, the circumstance of our life. We thank you, Lord, today as we stand before your altar I pray for each and every family altar where people, Father, are listening at work. Lord, the people are listening, Father, in their own homes. We pray, Father, for healing and restoration. We pray for God's protection, God's guidance. We pray that may the word of the Lord strengthen and empower you. May your faith rise up and may you believe in the greater things that God has in store for you. We thank the Lord for his faithfulness and his love towards us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you again. Welcome. We are continuing with our teaching. We are teaching on the resurrection. This, the topic for, for, for this uh, Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Uh, and our topic or subject for the teaching today is Resurrection, the power of the world to come. Resurrection, the power of the world to come. And I want to take us into a journey of the great promise given to us that we take for granted daily that the new life, have been uh, apportioned to us, that the power of God has been made available for us, that great and mighty things have been made available for us. And I want you to walk in this victory, to walk in this power, to have an understanding. Some of us have the truth, but we have not really made the truth to manifest. And I pray today that during this time, we call this time the time of the night, when the whole world is buckled down and we have been reduced to stay in our homes, and we are praying to the, to the Lord that whatever plan of the enemy will fail this morning. Joseph speaks in the book of Genesis chapter 50. says, what you intended against us was for evil, but God has turned it for good. Usually, there are people who take advantage of nations and of families in order to enslave. We know this has happened in time immemorial. That we have had nations against nations to subdue other nations, to oppress them, to take their resources and to steal from them. And we are aware that this demon, together with the accompanying uh, demons, this coronavirus, together with the accompanying demons, their main intent is to steal the economies of the world. Their main intent is to steal the jobs and the work, the businesses that we have, to steal lives of people and to destroy families. And today we come against this spirit. We destroy his power and his ability upon our life and we declare the freedom that we find in Christ Jesus. I pray even this moment that Satan will have no power, no authority upon your life in the name of Jesus. May you be relieved and set free from every dominion of the spirit of the air. We are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy and we believe that God is with us and who can be against us. I pray deeply and consistently that the plan that Satan had, may God frustrate it. Nothing overtakes God and nothing is going to overtake you. Nothing is going to overtake your family. We are talking about resurrection, the power of the world to come. The power of life that we have after you receive Jesus is the power of resurrection, the power of the world to come. I want you to have that understanding that we are living already in where we are living in a new strength that has been given to us by Jesus when he rose up from the dead. Can we read together the book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 5. You have to understand, maybe I should make this statement first, that uh, it is the body that needs resurrection. Since the spirit and the soul are eternal. Let me repeat it again. It is the body that needs resurrection. Since the spirit and the soul are eternal. In other words, the, 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 the body that you have is the one that consistently suffers decay. And that is why we get sick because of sin. We know for a fact that when Adam sinned, he was exposed to many other ears. 
And therefore, even ourselves, as we fight the corona and the many things that attack our life, these things, the main intent is to make sure that the body expires much more before you fulfill your God-given purpose. I've said to some people before, I say, you have to live long for your children. Your children are too young. You can't die now. You must tell your body, we are going to fight this until the end. Amen. But death is not part of the plan I have. Amen. Not now. I'm not planning it. And therefore, I'm challenging everybody else that eternal life, resurrection life that has been given to us is to sustain this body and to fulfill the call and the purpose of God. That by the time the end comes, we have fulfilled all the things that God has set before us. Most people think their life is about going to work and buying food and sleeping. That is far too small a job. There is much more that has been given to you. And today as we come before the Lord, I want you to have faith to believe that you will live to fulfill the God-given mission upon your life. Not just to live long, to live a defeated life. To live a life of difficulty and challenge. The difficulties that come, they come as part of our testimony so that we can prove to Satan that even if I get infested, infected and my family gets affected, we will not give in. And we will take the same information and give it as a testimony of the victory that we have over the power of the enemy. We have had similar, the world have had similar attacks for years uh, in the past and we have succeeded. And today we tell about the testimony and the faithfulness of the Lord. May the Lord bless us. The book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 5, it says here, and have tasted the goodness of the world of God, the power of the age to come. We have tasted the word of God. We have tasted People, the word of God is the power of the world to come. The Bible says we have tasted. It says, and you have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come. You have tasted the goodness of the word and the power of the age to come. Resurrection is the power of the age to come. Resurrection is not only when Jesus rises from the dead and he has defeated all the hearts of darkness, but as well, he has given us the power to live a life in the presence of God daily and continually to experience the goodness that life can bring to us. That is why our sensuality is no longer the controlling power. We are not taken over by the effects of the lust of, the, of, of this world. Most of our people are driven by the lust of this world. People want to dominate the world. And it's good if you are able to do that. But at the end of the day, Jesus puts it this way. He says, what will it profit the man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The value that God has given to us is to revive our life so that we have a relationship with God. And we live a sustainable supernatural spiritual life that sustains everything that's why the bible gives us an understanding that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god so that word is the power of the world to come is a power of resurrection is a power of the holy spirit that has been given to us we have been given grace upon grace to defeat the power of the enemy satan has no chance and during this time, I want to challenge you that there is a life that God has given to us. Let's dig into that life. Let's not allow our carnal mind and the carnality that we have to reduce us and to take us back to the things that Jesus has defeated. May sin have no power, no dominion upon us, for Jesus has opened even our faith. Jesus has become victorious. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We have victory that has been given to us. And I want to challenge you this morning that listen, there's so much that God has made available through the resurrection. Amen. Jesus has defeated Satan all out. That's why yesterday, Friday evening, yesterday, Saturday, we were dealing with what happened when Christ, when it seemed like the world is silent, mm. 
Jesus was busy taking over and making sure none of us will ever go to Hades. None of us will ever go to hell. None of us will ever go to the grave. That even the mortal body, the body that decayed, the Lord will give us the grace that we should experience the goodness and the power of God. Let's get into the word so that we will have the opportunity to expand and to find the truth of his word. We read Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5. It says, and, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come. The first thing, resurrection has begotten and ushered us into a new living hope through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. We have entered into a new living hope. Amen. Before Jesus died on the cross, before Jesus resurrected, we were condemned to death. But Jesus, through his obedience to the Father, through his obedience to the cross, through obedience to death, Jesus rescued us and gave us the resurrection to life. The Bible says he, he, he gave us, he ushered us into a new living hope. Amen. We have a new life. The book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. It says here, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again. You are underline that word again. He has begotten us again. He has begotten us again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. God has given us a new lease on life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have a new living hope. We have been set free from the spirit of death, from the spirit of sin and death. And we have been born into the spirit of life. And I want you to have an understanding that the life that you have is the life that overcomes the world, even our faith. Amen. The life that we have overcomes the world. The life that we have is supernatural. The life that we have enables us to do much more than what we are doing now. So I want you to have the understanding that we've been given a life that overcomes the world. Amen. And each and every one is a believer. You have victory resident in you. Amen. It's like when you see a, 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 a grenade, this one that the police use, uh, or the soldiers when they go to war, hand grenade, they pull it, they pull the pin out, and the life of the thing is ready to explode. Mm. And even with us, you are that life that has not started to live. You have been sown, but you have not germinated, and you have not given the best that is in you. Amen. I want us to come before the Lord with that understanding that resurrection life has ushered us into a living hope. Have a new life in Jesus. Number two, baptism has the power of new life and the world to come. It's something that we practice daily, but this is part of the supernatural power of the world to come. An ordinary man has never experienced the life of God. But any person who receives Jesus, who makes Jesus his Lord, who repents of his sin, who turns away from wickedness, the power of the new life, the power that is in the world, will resurrect, renew, and empower the individual. That is why people after we receive Jesus, people are shocked. How possible is it that you were a defeated individual? Your sins were overtaking you, but now that you have given your life to Jesus, your life has changed for the good. Amen. So I want you to have the understanding that we don't take baptism very lightly. Most people take baptism very lightly. But let's read the scriptures. First Peter chapter 3, verse 21. We're talking about the life, the power of the life to come. The book of Hebrews chapter 6 verse 5 says to us, and have tasted the goodness of the word of God. You have tasted the goodness of the word of God which possesses life in itself. And when you read the book of John chapter 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word 
was God. So when you taste the, the, the power of the life to come, which is the word of God, you are living already in the supernatural. You are experiencing what heaven is all about. But unfortunately, most of us live outside the word. We eat food outside the word. We work outside the word. God is never involved until we are in trouble. And just for that season, is then that we come before the Lord, we cause a few scriptures, we pray, we come to church, we are prayed for, and the, the Lord changes things in your life, and immediately your life becomes well, you say, it is my life. And then you move out of the word. The Bible says, the entrance of your word brings light and understanding to the simple. Amen. This is the power of the world to come. This is eternal life. This is the power of God that enables us. Now, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 21 says, There is also an antitype which now saves us. There is now an antitype which now saves us. Our salvation is here. The resurrection of Jesus has been given to us in so many formats in the scripture. That we may live a victorious life. That we may live above the power of the enemy. Baptism is the power of a new life and the one to come. And he says here, we, there is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of God, of, of, uh, the answer of a good conscience towards God. This is about Romans chapter 10. The Bible says, the Bible teaches us that we need to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior Amen. so that we can live a life that is a conscience of God. Amen. Our morality is not governed by the culture and the tradition of the South Africans, of the English, of the Nigerian, of the Ghanaians, of the Americans, because our morality differs. Nepotism, family favors, even your children who don't qualify, you have put them forward. That is your morality. But the morality of God, the consciousness of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We live our life according to the call of God, not according to the dictates of the flesh, not according to setting ourselves up like the society has set itself up against God. I want us to come before the Lord. As we read this verse, it says, Baptism, not according to the washing of the filthy flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You need to be born again in order to live a victorious life. You need to be born again in order to experience supernatural life. That's why when people receive Jesus and they think they have to go to heaven to live a supernatural life, they've missed it altogether. It's, un it's unfortunate that many of us don't live well with our family members. Mm. So the power of resurrection has not come into your life. Mm. The power of renewal has not come into your life. Mm. Because if Jesus could die on the cross and forgive everybody else, mm. he had a new life, the power of the world to come. The word of God, he was the word of God. He became flesh. That through him, our flesh can become the word of God. We have the grace to experience that. For the more we take the word of God, the more we, we read the word of God, the more we eat the word of God, the more we change. That's why Jesus uses this word. He says, if you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, you are, you are one with me. Mm. The, the thing, the power that creates the oneness with God is the word. The power of the world to come. Amen. Jesus is the word. The resurrection of Jesus gives us total victory over the power of sin over the power that makes us to be failures in this life. And so I want you to have that understanding that what is baptism? You have received the power and life of the resurrection. Baptism is the symbolic power of dying to self and taking a new life. I want us to take a journey. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12 to 15. We are talking about resurrection Sunday. I am the resurrection. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. How do we attain 
the resurrection of Jesus. It's not something we celebrate on the resurrection Sunday and then immediately after that we go back. We need to, as we teach now, as we go forward, you need to build yourself in your most holy faith. You need to believe and trust the Lord to build yourself in the ways of God. That you may experience God in his fullness and that you may experience God in his power. How do you experience God in his fullness and his power? Daily, you die to yourself. Daily, you die to yourself. I'll teach you the principle I was taught in Bible school. Every day you take your, your bath. Every day you take your shower. You take baptism. Lord, may I die to myself. May every sin, may every filth that have darkened my conscience, my consciousness of your presence in my life, Lord, may it be washed away. May the veil that was on Moses of the law, of legalism, May it be taken away. And the Bible says, as we behold us in a mirror, we are being changed and transformed into the same image. That is resurrection. Mm. So daily we die to ourselves, and daily we resurrect unto the eternal life, the life that God has given to us. That Lord, give me a new heart and a new life. That today I might touch the lives of those around me, consciously and unconsciously. May I forever be present in your presence. May my life ooze and give out the best of Jesus than the best of me. May my emotion never overtake me because I've got resurrection life. I've overcome the world, even my faith. This is why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. You don't do things because you feel this way. Resurrection is above your feelings. Resurrection is above your emotions. Resurrection is above the past, how people have treated you because you have buried the old man. Amen. May the Lord have mercy on us. Amen. It says here, uh, the book of Colossians chapter 2, 12 to 15, it says, Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God. So when we were baptized, so when we go through baptism, this is why I say your baptism should not be that one big occasion that all of us were baptized. <laughs> or some of us were baptized. But daily be baptized in the life of Jesus. In your devotion, as you come before the Lord and you pray daily, this is why I say it starts with washing. As you brush your teeth, Lord, I pray even today that even though the tongue is the smallest part of my body, has a potential to destroy or even to build. May today, as I brush this, may my mouth be as clean. May I speak well. May I heal. May my mouth heal and restore. May vulgar never come out of my mouth. May all the ways that I speak be spirit and life. May it destroy the power of the enemy. May I edify. May I build lives of people. You are washing. That's the first thing that you do. That's how I was raised. Wash. When you brush, you are making those confessions in your heart to God. When you get to the shower, when you get into your bath, as you take the soap and you wash yourself, Lord, I pray today that the power of resurrection will come upon me. Even today, as I mess myself and I take the filth of my body, may the filth, the flesh, the power of the old man, may the memory of my past, the memory of my head, never stop me from becoming that which you have called me to be. Some of us are arrested by the pain of the past. Yet, we have the life of God. And here it tells us through baptism. So I want you to apply this daily into your life so that you live, you pursue righteousness. In his, in his all totality. It says, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead, and through baptism we have been raised through the dead. It's symbolic of the burial of the old man, the nature that has hold us, held us hostage and make us not to serve God. There are many people who say, if you know how they hurt me. Listen, Jesus has died for you. Not only died, Jesus has risen from the dead. And the things that are hidden that are in darkness, Jesus has become victorious. Listen to the messages I preached Friday night and yesterday. You will see that we have become victorious. We are, we are above the power of the spirit of the earth. Satan has no authority over your life. May the Lord have mercy on you. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, and you, being dead in your trespasses, and the uncircumcision of your flesh. So we are dead to, to the flesh, to how we feel, because we have died with Christ. This week we buried. If you didn't bury, may this week be symbolic. May you bury all your hates, all your past, 
all the things that uh, your, your, your sinful nature, may all of this, may we bury them today. May we resurrect, may we take this new life that Jesus has given to us, that we will not go back to our past. The Bible says, he has made a life together with him. We are alive as we celebrate Jesus' risen. The tomb is empty. May our life as well be empty of our past, of our old nature, of the desire of the flesh, of the desire of the lust of the flesh, or the lust of the things of the world. Well, we think all that we do revolves around me, myself, and I. Those, those are things that destroy the life of who we are. But the Bible says here, having forgiven you all trespasses, having what are the handwriting requirements that was against us. The resurrection of Jesus has removed all the handwriting requirements. Let me tell you about handwriting requirements. I'll give you an example. If I fly from South Africa to the UK, there are requirements. They will tell you no one person can come. That is what we call exclusive, uh, to exclude you, to discriminate against you politely. All nations do it. You want to come to South Africa, South Africa will say you must have a passport. That's number one. Not everybody else in the, in the world has a passport. Mm. So those people are excluded. Number two, even though you have a passport, you have to get permission from us if you are coming. When you come to our border gate, even though we have given you a visa, we can still tell you you do not qualify according to, we will ask you how much money do you have. And uh, if you go to the first, what they call first world countries, they humiliate us daily. I've been traveling the world. I know that my color of the skin is a hatred of many nations. I don't know why our color threatens anyone. The world is feeding on Africa. But the world hates uh, Africans. When we come, they will ask you, interrogate you, took you into, into a, a, a place, humiliate you, address you. And when they are done, they will never even say, we are sorry. You people don't know. Sometimes we come, we just smile. But most of the people of color, Indian, whatever around you, have not had it easy. Because the world says, we have come to eat their wealth. But if you check around, the world is eating our wealth. Mm. I want you to have an understanding here that the, the Bible says the handwriting requirements that Satan has put against us mm. has been removed. Amen. In other words, Satan has no longer power to limit us to serve because Jesus died. He rose from the dead and through his death, he gave us the life that we never had before. The victory that when we were chased out of the garden, the benefits that existed in the garden, we could only look through the window shopping. There's something called window shopping. I don't do window shopping. Women like window shopping. I say, why should I suffer? Why should I go? The world, Satan made us to do window shopping. We will look at what God could give, but we could never have it. But God says, I'm removing all those limitations. You have access, free will access, into my presence. Mm. How awesome. How majestic. Mm. Listen, you have the supernatural power. Mm. Jesus died for you. All the power of the world to come has been made available to you. Mm. You have the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the Spirit of Christ in you. Mm. Man, I'm telling you. Amen. We have been empowered. Amen. We are super beings. We are no longer carnal. We are no longer ordinary beings. We have the power of God. We can speak and things can happen. Mm. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm saying. Amen. You can speak. As a young boy, around 16, 17, both my parents were not working. It was during the years, the last years of apartheid. And my parents were not working. Most people were not working. Good companies have left South Africa. And there was quite a lot of depression. Uh, very few people were working. And when I looked, there was no food in the house. There was nothing. And I, I came before God and I prayed. And I said, Lord, I pray. I didn't pray. I prayed a childish prayer. Lord, I pray for two loaves of bread. I know for you, you have never even thought about praying for bread. But I prayed for two loaves of bread. And I said, Lord, will you give us two loaves of bread? And I specified brown bread. Brown bread has a, a specific kind of taste. Lord, brown, two loaves of brown bread. Guess what? My mother sent me to my aunt's house. And when I came back, I found two steaming. We had a bakery not far from our house. I had two steaming 
loaves, hearts of bread. That day, you can't convince me that the requirements have not been removed. That day, I knew I have the key. I might not have the money, but I can eat. Amen. And from that day, I believe. I believe there's a young boy. I received a prophetic word. You left churches worldwide. Mm. I believe that way. There's a young boy. And it has happened today. God promised, I'll give you men, sons across the world. It has happened. It has come to pass. Mm. Part of it is true prayer. I want you to understand that the requirements that have been put against you. You might look at your life now. There are things that have been put before you as a requirement. Your papers are not cleared. The certain things are not cleared. Money are not cleared. I want you to come before the Lord and to believe, Lord, I thank you that resurrection has removed discrimination mm. and all the unnecessary requirements that have been put before me. Hallelujah. Amen. This is powerful. Amen. This is sustaining. And he says, and he has, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it on the cross. Whatever discriminating satanic requirement that Satan has put on us, because in the days past we have killed a human being. Those requirements have been removed. Our sins have been forgiven. Amen. Because you are a thief, and the whole village knows that you are a thief. Those requirements have been removed. Because you are a child of illegitimate, uh, you were born out of wedlock. And the society st stigmatized you. You don't know your father. All those requirements have been removed. God says, I am your father. Amen. I will receive you as you are. You are my son. Like the beloved son, God embraces and God holds you dear to himself. May the power of the Holy Spirit come upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. May the Lord's grace be with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want you to have an understanding of the supernatural provisions of God. The other part that I want to see under the baptism is the power of new life. The resurrection is a new walk of newness of the life that's in Christ Jesus. Let me repeat it. The resurrection is a new walk of life, of newness of life in Christ Jesus. The book of Romans chapter 6, verse 4. It says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that as just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Listen, resurrection simply means new beginning. Amen. The old has no bearing upon your life. Amen. The new has come. Mm. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Number three, we have, we have a physical life. We have life in our physical bodies now, but in the resurrection of our bodies will be changed into immortality. I want you to understand this, that the spirit of Christ dwells in you now. Now, as we are talking now, if you have received Jesus, the resurrection spirit of God, the power of resurrection is in you. Mm. Now, as we are talking. Mm. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. Mm. Mortal bodies is bodies that die and we bury. But the Bible tells us the same power of resurrection that God raised the body of Jesus, which was buried, which was put in the tomb, which was forgotten to go for corruption. Mm. The Lord has turned and changed our circumstances. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to challenge you this morning that we have a grace we have an opportunity to experience the renewing power of the Holy Spirit. And it gives us that understanding that he, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. So, as we speak now, the Holy Spirit that has raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the life to come. Mm. Most of us, we take the Holy Spirit as speaking in tongues. Shabbat 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 shabbat. That's being too naive and childish. Hallelujah. Mm. That's being too naive and childish. I want to challenge you that you need to understand that the power of, of the Holy Spirit affects the whole part of our life. How we live our life. To, he leads and guides us into all truth. He guides us into all truth. The, the, the resurrection life guides us into all truth. We have the ability to do much more. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. Number four, before the cross, 
We were led by the desires of the flesh. But now the spirit of, of Christ Jesus has quickened our spirit which was dead. That is the life of the world to come. The, the power, the Bible says the goodness of the word of God is the life of the world to come. Romans chapter 8 verse 12 to 17. It says, so then brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live according to, uh, or to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you will put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. You are the son of God. Amen. Jesus was led by the spirit of God. Jesus was led by the Spirit of God. I want to challenge you today that may you experience the fullness of the power of the Spirit of God. That you may be led by the Spirit. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. The Holy Spirit, the resurrection power, gave us the opportunity to allow the old man to die, to be buried in baptism, to be buried as we receive the Word of God, that through the Word of God, we may live a new life. I've been given an example that the food we eat becomes our flesh. I used to have a, a big pot berry. It didn't come because I am a happy person. Most of us like to say, oh, because I'm happy, I'm gaining weight. I want to believe you. But I've been big. And I know what has made me big was the food I ate. So, for me, I had to bury I have to bear, we will have to bear. There are certain things that you have to let go. That Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross, he buried those things. Your argumentative, your fight, you're always, you're, you always want to win the fight. You always want to be right. You are using your head in order to destroy the kingdom of God. There are people, the Bible says, when the Pharisees and the high priests were killing Jesus, they were thinking they were helping God. So I want you to have that understanding that it says, for you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom you cry, Abba, Father. The spirit of himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children then has God and follow us with Christ, provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Number five, we are chasing time. Resurrection is working in you. Amen. Daily, if we open ourselves, resurrection is working in us. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. It says, always caring about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus. So daily we die. That's why I said a good example is that every morning when you come to your house, when you when you before you go to work or you go out, you brush your teeth, you start talking to your to yourself, to your consciousness. I'm going, my mouth is the smallest part of my body, but it has caused commotion, hardship, difficulty in the lives of others. But today, I brush it, my mouth will be clean. The words that I speak, there will be spirit and life. You get into the shower, into the bath, you, you get in there, you bury all the filth of your body, but as well, all the filth and the heaviness of this world. The things that will want you to comment negatively and to cancel the word of faith upon your life. But today, even though there's no food, there's nothing. The Lord says, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you say, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, you said you will meet all of my needs. I receive today the portion for this day. The Bible says, tomorrow will care for itself. I thank you, Lord, for my hot plate of food. And you can even describe it. There is a story that we always tell, and it's a true story to a great extent, that whatever prayer you make, God will answer it. When you pray, God will come true for you. Hallelujah. So you have to understand that the resurrection power is working. Resurrection is working in you. The power of the world to come has, is already present and is with you. You don't have to die to experience eternal life. Eternal life is now. You can speak now and say, Lord, I receive my healing. I come out of this bed of sickness. I come against poverty. Lord, I receive the wisdom of God. To receive the wisdom of God is to follow what the Bible teaches. 
even though uh, we, we quoted the other day uh, brother job in job 13 15 he says even though he slay me sometime when you give your things you give your time you give your tithe you give your offering it seems like you are going to be in length that's what job is talking about even though he slay me yet i will worship him i want you to take that decision that the current suffering shall not stop you from serving the lord Shall not stop you from believing and standing upon the, the promise. Your faith overcomes the world. I said your faith Amen. overcomes the world. Hallelujah. Amen. So 2 Corinthians 4, 10 to 11 says, Always caring about in our body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in us. So we have to die to ourselves so that the life of Jesus can come. We have to sow ourselves daily that the old nature and ourselves, our will. Jesus said, not my will, but your will. So the desire is to see. Jesus was so humble that he humbled himself to take the life of the Father. Mm. So that through the life of the Father, there will be much. That's why there is so much attack to fathers. Mm. Most people will give birth to their children, but never support them. Because Satan is against the spirit of the Father. And he knows when the child grows up, the mother as well comes against the Father because she's head. The man dumped her. The men ridiculed her. The men, when, when the woman took a stand, and this boy is not a good boy, the woman, your mother agreed. And later to discover that what the parents said is true. So I want you to understand, to have this understanding that there is the manifestation of life in Christ. We need to bury our old nature. It says, for we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal bodies. May the Lord have mercy. Amen. The power of life to come is the life of the Spirit by faith in Jesus. I said the power of the life to come is the life of the Spirit by faith in Christ Jesus. The book of Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet Christ lives with me. The life that I now live by faith in the Son of God, he says, the love that now I live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So the power of resurrection manifests the power of the Spirit of Christ and the power of the Spirit of the Father, which is one. Jesus prayed in the book of John 17, says, Lord, I pray that they be one as we are one. The spirit of resurrection is not the spirit of division, it's not the spirit of confusion. It's not the spirit of dividing and cutting things down. Mm. But it's the spirit of unity, of co co cohesiveness. Everybody working together. Jesus puts it this way in John 17. Verse 3 says, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. The desire of the Son is their Father to be known. Amen. And when their Father is known, they are known themselves. Amen. I've seen with my pastors and some of my children in the Lord. Wherever they go, they get the recognition because of the relationship they have with us. They, 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 they get a certain level of prestige. One of our pastors said to somebody, he said, now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So, the power of unity, the holy, the glory of resurrection is being in unity. Amen. If you are ready, you really have the spirit of Christ. You will not be jumping from one church to another. You are delusional. You are confused. You are dividing the church and creating confusion, not only to you, but to your children. It's very funny that some of the most people who claim to be spiritual, their children are not spiritual. Because they live a lie. They live a love of division. They always complain. They are never submitted. They are free spirits. But here, the power of resurrection, Jesus says, me and my father are one. When he talks about his disciples, he says, Lord, I pray that they be one. It's the power of resurrection. The power of the spirit to come. The power of the spirit of Satan is I, me, myself, and I. That's the, the spirit of Satan. He says, I will arise. I will take the highest place. I'll be above all. That's not the spirit of resurrection. Mm. We, we are more than conquerors through Jesus 
Jesus' resurrection. And he has given us the spirit of mother the conqueror. We are more than conquerors because the resurrection, Jesus, true resurrection has given us the spirit of mother the conqueror. The book of Romans 8, 37, it says, Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Uh, and they say, who loved us? So we are more than conquerors. And the word, uh, it gives us that understanding. We To be a conqueror, I never understood this, but I want you to understand what is to be a mother than a conqueror. To be more than a conqueror is to go to war, you win, then you become a victor. Then after you have won, the people, the people now, they change, they are no longer your, 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 your subordinates, but they carry the mission and the vision you have. So that nation that has been conquered changes and takes the nature of the conqueror, of the victor, and, and then they continue with the vision and the mission and they become more than conquerors. They expand that which has been given to them. So you have to understand that to be more than a conqueror, you convert your foes that they promote the interests and the struggles of the one that was victorious over them. Jesus has been victorious over the, 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 the lives of men. And so what do we do? We have joined with Jesus to fight the power of the enemy. Satan was the, was the enemy of God. And Satan came to give the fight to us. And we have joined our fight with God. And we have become more than conquerors. Because Christ has won for us is to take the spoils. We know we have more power. The way more than a conqueror we have, the resurrection life. People are conquerors. They live a life here. We have a life of God which gives us supernatural ability to understand, to read. The Bible says the sons of Issachar could read the signs of times. We know that the end is near. And so we have prepared ourselves. And lastly, number six, as we run up, the consummation of all things in God will be with Jesus. The resurrection life has given us all things. And I want you to see this in the context of two things, in the present and in the context of the end of time. There is a lot to teach, but time will not allow us. Revelation 21, verse 1 to 3. All things are made new. When resurrection comes into our life, all things are made new. The past is gone. The new has come. Behold the life of God. The Bible says, gives us that understanding that we have received Jesus. The old things have passed away. Amen. And the new has come. That is the power of resurrection. We bury our old nature. You bury your head in your pain. And even today as you take prayers, I want you to pray to God, Lord, I've been hurt, I've been pained. But your hurt and your pain, your unforgiveness, makes you not to experience the release of the life to come, which is the supernatural life of God. God wants you to be totally free from the burden that Satan wants you to carry. Jesus says, my burden is easy. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when we come to him, Jesus will take the burden and, his, and the yoke that is on us. The yoke, don't forget, they take two oxen, they put the wooden thing on top and then they yoke the animals. And the animals are bound together for the duration for as long as the one who have oppressed them wants them to be yoked. But here, I want you to understand, Jesus says, my yoke is easy. You are leaving the yoke of Satan that has destroyed, caused sickness, disease, hardship, deaths, and whatever, uncertainty. Amen. But Jesus says, come, take my yoke. My burden is easy, it's light. He says, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Your victory is hidden in this supernatural life. All things are made new. And I read the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 1 to 3. It says, now... I saw a new heaven and a new earth. This is why we're talking about the power of the world to come. The what the Holy Spirit gives to us is the is a foretaste of what it will be when we are joined with the Lord at the end of time. It says, I, 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 and now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. Also, there was no more sea. Then 
I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God. What Jesus has given to us is like the new city, the new Jerusalem. The resurrection gives us a new life now. And we will have this new city that will appear. But it's only those who wait in expectation. You cannot live in sin and hope to go to heaven. You cannot live in sin and hope to have a new life. You have a new life by suppressing your sexual feelings, by suppressing all the desires that wants you to act foolishly. Even though to the world it's common, it looks like a success. But here it gives us an understanding. It says, for the, for the first heaven and the first earth has passed away, also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. Jesus came down out of heaven from God. He came to be with us and we are experiencing this supernatural life. And it says, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. So we will come as like a new heaven unto God. And even today, I want you to take yourself as a bride. There is something about the bride that is supernatural. When you look at the young girl getting married, one of my children said, every girl deserves to be a fairy at least one day in their lifetime. I want to challenge you today that when you look at that girl, she prepares herself. She will take off. She will make sure she's not in the sun. She uses the best uh, 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 makeup kits and she will want the best person. The dress will be red and white in pearls in sequencing, and all the things that are glamorous and beautiful. When you look at it, that's what we need to do daily as we come before the Lord. Resurrection life means we are pure, we are living a holy life, and we are experiencing the supernatural life of God. We speak the word of faith daily to ourselves, to our children, around our circumstance. Healing and deliverance is part of our, our daily experiences. I want you to have this understanding. It says, uh, God has prepared like a bride. He says, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. Listen, the tabernacle of God is with men. Jesus has come. The Holy Spirit is here. Amen. He says, I will send you the help of the Holy Spirit who will teach you all things about me. We have the power of resurrection now. The tabernacle of of God is with men. Jesus has come. Yes, we still have the adversary, the evil one, the accuser of the brethren, who will do everything within his power to make us to fail daily so that we doubt that which God has intended for us. But I want you to have that understanding that the tabernacle of God is with us. Amen. And he says, and he will dwell with them. Jesus has come. He dwells with us. He is with us. The Spirit of God, which we, we, we were teaching last week, we said the Spirit is present with us. The Holy Ghost is here with us. Mm. He says, He will dwell with them and they shall be His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God. Listen, the Spirit of the world to come is here. The new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ is here. Every day, carry yourself as a bride of Christ. Adorn yourself like a bride. Dress up in your holy garments, not in the physical clothes, but in living a holy and a pure life. Then that way you will exhume and give the life. I like these young girls uh, who are always divas. My children uh, always tell me about, what do you call them? Slay queens. Slay queens. That they, they, they really take time. They say makeup can take an hour, two hours. That's what we need to do to adorn ourselves with God. Because what we read in the book of uh, 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 Hebrews chapter 6, verse 5, it says, uh, we have tasted the goodness of the word of God. When, when the slave queen, when this young woman dresses herself up before she goes out of the house, she spends an hour, two hours. That's what we need to do in the way as we take communion, as we, 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 we do devotion, as we build our altar, we come before the Lord. We are adorning ourselves. And when we come out, we come out like this bride that everybody else is waiting to behold. Under the veil, everybody says is a mystery. When we look at them, most of the time, the groom always cries. I've always, I, I stand behind the pulpit and I will be watching the groom. Some of them, they cry. They can't contain themselves. They can't believe. And that is how God looks at us when we live a holy and a resurrected life. 
May this resurrection life come upon your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to pray together with you. The Bible says all men are sinned and come short of the glory of God. If you have not received Jesus, you will never experience the resurrection life. You will die a life of a sinner and you will go to hell or you will go to the grave. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke 16, it gives us that understanding about the resurrection, the story of Lazarus and the rich man. Um, it, it gives us a picture of the rich man, the Lazarus died and he was taken by angels. I want you today to make the resurrection Sunday a special Sunday. I want you to commit your life. I'm going to ask every person watching to follow me in prayer and to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Can you follow me? Can you say, Father, Father in the name of Jesus, in the name I, of receive Jesus. I receive you today. I receive the resurrection life. I receive the life of the world to come. I receive the life of the world to come. I confess my sin. I confess my sin. I confess my sin. I confess my sin. Wash my sin with your blood. Wash my sin with your blood. Make me your child. Make me your child. With my mouth I speak. That Jesus Christ is Lord. And with my heart I believe that you raised him from the dead. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says if you make this prayer and you believe it in your heart because it's by faith and you believe it in your heart, you'll be saved. May the power of the world to come, come upon your life. May the Holy Spirit convict you and direct you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What a powerful word. Amen. I pray that God will heal you. I pray that God will restore you as we walk in the power of the supernatural. Amen. I want us to take communion. If you have your communion bread, please take your communion. I want us to come before the Lord as we break bread together across the world, yourself and your family. I want you to partake with us today. I want us to bring ourselves before the Lord and to uh, be excited with Jesus for the good that Jesus is doing for us. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of John 6, 53 to 56, it says, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drink my blood has eternal life. I will raise him up at the last day. That's what Christianity is about. Christianity is about resurrection. Amen. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drink my blood abides in me and I in him. So I'm going to pray that during this resurrection Sunday, May it be the beginning of consciousness that this power of the life to come, the power of resurrection that was in Christ Jesus, is the same power that is in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we take our bread? I'm going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today as we lift up our bread. Your word says, Lord, your body was broken for us. We say, Lord, take it. This is my body which was broken for you. We thank you for healing. We come against the coronavirus. We come against sickness and disease. We come against poverty, the spirit of the power of struggle and hardship. We break its hold and its power, and we receive the forgiveness of sin in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we eat together? Hallelujah. We have our communion wine. I want us to come before the Lord as we celebrate eternal life. The life that God has given to us. Jesus says, if you drink my blood, if you eat, if, if you eat my flesh and you drink my blood, it says, I'll be in you and you will be in me. We pray even today that may, as, as the book of Galatians 20, uh, 2.20 says, you know, um, the life that now I live, I live by faith in the Son of God. May the love of Jesus come upon you in Jesus' name. May all the persuades of the enemy be broken upon your life. May all your struggles be broken. I pray even today, may you receive healing uh, upon any sickness. And I pray for favor, that your papers will be done well, that all the requirement, handwriting requirements of Satan are canceled in the name of Jesus, that the things that were impossible and could not be done, that they are going to be done, that support uh, financial miracles, 
I pray for for financial miracles in the name of Jesus. I pray for miracle money in the name of Jesus. I pray for divine pro provision upon you in the name of Jesus. I declare the life of Christ upon you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we drink together? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for communion. We receive the power of the life to come. We thank you, Father, for your grace in Jesus' name. I want to pray for healing. I want you to touch any part of your body that is painful as we pray. We pray for divine health and we are praying for the for healing and the cure for this coronavirus. May the Lord give us a simple cure that will not need complications. First Peter chapter 2 verse 24, it says who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we, being dead to sins, might live for righteousness by whose stripes we were healed. May you receive your healing. Can you touch the part of your body that is not functioning? I'm going to pray for God's, God to meet all your needs. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Father, even today, as we touch our body, Lord, I pray for healing and restoration from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. I come against the sickness called coronavirus, COVID-19. We break his hold and his power. We pray for the medical personnel. All those, Lord, who are working in hospital, medical doctors, cleaners, those who are dispensing medicines, those that are exposed, oh God, I pray. I pray for families of the individuals who are sick. I come against those, Lord, who have been closer to these people. I come against the spirit of fear. I break its hold and its power upon your people. I pray, Father, for, for filling station workers. I pray, Lord, even today, for supermarket tellers, those, Lord, who are picking in the shops, the army and the police who are patrolling our roads, and Lord, across the nations of the world, I pray for even today that all things are working together for our good. We break the spirit of sickness and disease. We break the spirit of, of, of lack. And Father, we come against demonic forces that are accompanying this COVID-19. Lord, joblessness. Lord, breaking of economies. We pray, Father, that the economy for our people will not be broken in the name of Jesus. That our people will succeed. Like Isaac of old in Genesis 26. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus that our people, Father, will continue to sow and experience the supernatural power of God. Lord, I pray for healing and restoration. May you receive healing now in the name of Jesus. May you receive restoration now in the name of Jesus. May you receive the power of the world to come now in the name of Jesus. I pray that all your needs be met. I pray that your jobs are secured. And I declare God's provision and favor. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. May all God's goodness follow you all the days of your life hallelujah uh, we are going to read the book of hebrews chapter 7 verse 8 and the book of Acts chapter 10 verse 4 the book of hebrews chapter 7 verse 8 it says here or here mortal men received us here on earth mortal men received us but there in heaven he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives god is the one that receives tithes from us. So even today as we give our tithe, I'll encourage you to pay your tithe as usual as you have been doing. And then on the offering, the Bible says, Acts chapter 10, verse 4, And when he observed him, he was afraid, and he said, What is it, Lord? And he said to him, Your prayers and your offerings have come up for a memorial before God. May your offerings that you give today come up before as a memorial before God. I want to challenge you. Today is our last day of 21 days of prayer. We always take a special offering. I want you to give the best of all the offerings we have given before. I want you to, have, to give an offering that God will come and God will relieve and God will provide for your needs. I want you, as we always do, we give because uh, we have not suffered any loss during the fasting. That's why we, we will give a special offering. Why do we give the offering? To redeem our labor. That Satan will not steal from us. That we were working while we claimed we were suffering. So we come before the Lord. Because when we fast, we deny ourselves we are suffering. But we go to work. Some of us have been going to work. Some of us have been paid the salary. We have not suffered anything. It's, it's, it's unlike the small businessman whose shop is closed. He can't make money unless he's got an internet uh, outlet for people to order directly. And that is my challenge to us. As we give today, we are redeeming our income that is not being affected during the 21 days of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. So we give to the Lord because in essence, we're not supposed to be earning anything because we, we are fasting. So during this night, 
I want us to come before the Lord for His provision upon our life. Can we come before the Lord as we pray? Can you lift up your hands as you give your offering and your tithes? Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today for all of our members across the world that by the power of the Holy Spirit and the generosity of those, Lord, that are connected with us through this medium of broadcasting, I pray, Father, for your blessing upon their life. I pray, Father, for favor, that, Lord, may you open doors. Those, Lord, who desire their papers to be open, Father, may they be open, Lord, even today. Those who desire for healing and restoration, Lord, may it come. I pray, Father, for those, Father, who need financial breakthrough. I declare financial breakthrough, Father, upon all of this, your people, Father, who have lifted their hands. Father, I pray, may you meet each and every one at the point of their need. Those, Lord, who desire to be married, they've been proposed. They've been staying, Lord, cohabiting. Lord, I pray for a breakthrough for them to be married in the name of Jesus. Lord, those who have never been, been proposed, I declare, propose us, Lord, upon their life in the name of Jesus. Those whose womb could not conceive, I declare conception in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, those who could not afford to buy houses, homes, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, Lord, you will do the same. Those, Lord, who have been separated with their loved ones, those who have been separated with their husband, with their wife, Lord, I pray, for reunion in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for those Lord, who have suffered economic catastrophe, that Lord, you will restore their financial world in the name of Jesus. I pray for your goodness, Lord. I lift up those who paid their tithe, even as you promised in your word. You said you will open the windows of heaven and bless them in such a way that they will have no room to contain. We pray as well, Lord, for ourselves, for the offerings. For Lord, your wishes, Lord, our offerings have become a memorial and altar before God. We pray, Lord, even today that, Lord, may this be a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable offering unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. Shalom.